All right, now, uh, hey, we are going to hear some stories for some individuals uh, this, this morning, and you might be asking yourself the question, why are we doing this? Why are we giving people opportunity to share their story? I want you to see something that we, we read in, in Revelation 12. Uh, John, one of the disciples of Jesus, he got this revelation from heaven, uh, heaven itself, okay? And he's, he's talking about followers of Christ here, and, and, it, and it says that they, they triumphed over him, okay? That's the devil. They triumphed over the devil, okay, uh, by the blood of the lamb, and that's, that's pretty obvious, okay, that it's through the sacrificial death of Jesus that we have victory, that we triumph over the devil. The idea there is that whatever accusation the devil brings against you. In the verse before this, it, it calls him the accuser. Day and night, he's trying to accuse us before God. And the idea here is that whatever accusation he brings, it's like, no, 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 Jesus paid for that. Okay, the blood of the lamb has washed us clean from that. I mean, the devil's like, God, do you know what he did? Uh, yeah, Jesus paid for that. Uh, God, do you know what she did? Yeah, but Jesus paid for that. Did you know how bad it was? Yeah, that's why the crucifixion was so bad, because Jesus paid that penalty in full. Okay? So we triumph over the devil by the blood of the lamb. It means he has no hold on our life. He can bring no more accusation that sticks. All of his accusations fall to the floor because Jesus paid for that, whatever that sin is. Every sin, past, present, and future sin. However, it doesn't end there. It doesn't just say by the blood of the lamb. It also says by the word of their what? Their testimony. Friends, we will not experience the victory that God wants us to walk in until we start sharing our story with others. Telling others what God is doing in our life, has done in our life, and the things we're trusting him to do in the future for our life. Until we start talking about it, you already have victory if you're in Jesus, but you're not going to experience that victory. You're not going to walk in that victory. See a lot of Christians walking around still with so much guilt, so much shame, walking around feeling defeated. You already have victory through Jesus, and I'm promising you, if you would start telling others about it, you would start actually experiencing that victory in your life and walking in more confidence. There's something that happens when we tell others what God has done and is doing in our life. So that's why we're doing this. That's why I share stories with you in my messages. Sometimes people wonder, why well, I've been sharing so many stories about his own personal life. This is why. That's how we get victory, friends. We make hell rage when we share what God is doing. Because God is alive, church. Do you believe that? All right, and so we're going to see that God has been working in people's lives right here at Edinburgh Church. And we're going to share these stories. Um, and you have an opportunity to share your story with us as well. We would love to hear your story. We want you to be a part of the service today. You can text in your story to the number 
on the screen and just tell us what has God done in your life? What is God doing in your life? Or just something that you're thankful for. Let us know. Pastor Josh is, is, is backstage. He's going to receive those. And he's going to even share some of those later on in the service today. You can leave your name. You cannot leave your name. That's up to you. Uh, but we want to hear from you and give you an opportunity to step into that victory as, as well. Okay. Uh, so that today will be a little different. You're going to hear a couple stories. Then we're going to spend some time worshiping and responding. And then we'll come back out. And you'll hear a few more stories as well. Uh, but for now, I'm going to call uh, Caleb Williams out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, well, let's give him a. Thank you. Many of you know Caleb. He's uh, part of the worship team. He's been on staff in the past. Uh, God just called Caleb to something, I would say, somewhat frightening for most of us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And tell us a little bit about what that was and what happened. Yeah, for sure. So um, for those of you who don't know, um, I felt called probably about a year ago to go to Brazil and spend uh, a full month there of my time. Um, And through that, um, I just got to see God work in really, really cool ways. But um, one one of the biggest things was kind of like the idea of giving up an entire month of my year. And that was, um, yeah, yeah, frightening at first, for sure, uh, to say the least. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big ask. But God asked you, you said yes, you went, tell us about yeah. what you saw. Yeah, so funny thing is, I remember a long time ago, I had a friend that was telling me, he's like, oh, I really think I should do missions. And I had this self-righteous moment where I'm like, well, if you're hearing that, then God's telling you because there's no selfish motive in that. And so then a year ago, I felt that, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to eat my words here, and I'm going to go on a trip for a month. Um, And literally at the time, I had no idea where I was even going. I was just like, I need to go somewhere. It needs to be for a month of time. And I just kind of started reaching out to missionaries um, and asking um, how I could be used. And one, one thing that I really wanted to stress on this trip is I didn't want to just go somewhere and dig wells or dig or build houses or do something that, which is awesome. Those are great things. But for me, I wanted to be used practically in a way that was like the gifting that I have and use it for the kingdom. Um, And so I went forward with that to a missionary and I found one that um, after laying all the good, the bad and the ugly of my entire story out in front of this missionary, he was like, man, we need exactly that down here in Brazil. Um, and so that was kind of the cool thing as well was just being completely honest saying, Hey, I'm an imperfect person coming down into an over-sexualized culture as a man, which is kind of crazy. Like thinking about stepping into that and, um, God, God just showed up in, in again, really cool ways. So, and so you were like leading worship, you were like providing resources for these churches. Yeah. So essentially I went down, so I work in production and tech and kind of all this like light stuff on larger scale for big events. And so I went down with the intent of like, I want to look at all these startup churches and find ways that we can support them from the U S so tech gear down there, just a little side caveat is like four or five times as expensive just because of importation taxes and whatnot. And so um, I brought a bunch of gear with me down there and we were doing little video shoots, basically pouring into these churches saying, hey, what's your ministry? Tell us about it. Um, And then we delivered those videos for them at the end. We did probably about 14 or 15 of those mobile setups. Um, But then I would go in and I would lead worship um, in English, which they love for some reason. even though they couldn't understand it. Uh, 
And actually, yeah, side note on that, I was singing uh, Because He Lives is an old song I used to play with my grandpa um, growing up, like old folk songs. And uh, turns out they know that song down there, which I was blown away by that. And so they were singing in Portuguese and I was singing in English. And I literally just like couldn't hold it in. I was like just like bawling. Because <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, just uh, basically serving the churches in any way that I could with the gifting that I had while I was there. We were talking a little bit this, this last week. Uh, very quickly, uh, besides being careful what you tell your friends, yeah. right? Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> um, what, what, what did God teach you? We were talking a little bit about what happens when you say yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the cool things about ministry is that it's not, we were saying this earlier, it's not like this over-spiritualized thing that you need to be in like this place of Zen and like understanding to be able to be used by God. That's not it. God uses practical people in practical ways, and he's the one that makes uh, everything extraordinary. We don't need to even do anything extraordinary for it to be extraordinary. Um, and so what I saw in Brazil was people just like everyone sitting in this room, being a part of their church, doing practical things for the movement of the gospel. Um, and that's what was impacting the culture down there. Um, and when you do that, when you take that step of obedience, honestly, since I took that step of obedience, going for a month and just saying, yes, God, I will do that. The blessing that comes out of that, like within your own walk is insane. Like, um, I'm part of a group called the well Levi's back here. Um, a bunch of you are in here, uh, in that as well. And uh, they anointed me and prayed over me before I went out. And um, we had this thing where we had four big, bold prayers before we went. Um, and some of them are like pretty big. Um, but I've seen freedom coming out of that obedient choice um, in some of those things. And most of those prayers have been answered Amen. since coming back. Amen. So. Well, praise God. Yeah. Thanks, Caleb. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to call uh, Kelly Hedberg up, and I want to just set this up while I'm calling Kelly. Yeah, let's give Kelly a, a round of applause. Hi, Kelly. Kelly's on staff, works with our, our, our SWAP, our youth ministry. Uh, but uh, here's, here's why I wanted to call Kelly up. Um, I think for, for a lot of us, and this has kind of been a, a story Kelly has shared with me and is willing to share with you. I think for so many of us, we, we only think of victory in Jesus as when um, that prayer is ultimately answered or when I experience the breakthrough or when the healing comes or whatever it might be. We think that's, that's what we mean by victory. But what, what Kelly um, constantly reminds me, and I hope will be able to share with us a little bit, victory comes in the waiting too. <laughs> there is victory even now for each one of us who maybe is waiting for something or is praying something and hasn't seen that prayer answer. So maybe share a little bit, Kelly, your story. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, if you don't know me, I've been a part of this church since I was born, <laughs> and I have um, grown up here, uh, but a part of my story is a pretty significant struggle and walk with mental illness. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, things started getting really hard. Um, I, I was just struggling to find joy, struggling to find motivation, struggling um, 
to just see where God was. Um, and there has been a long journey through my life. I won't get into all the details. But when I was in college, I um, got diagnosed with depression and anxiety, got some medication, started walking through that journey. Um, and I've really seen God um, work in people who have been speaking into me into the journey. I think um, it's really hard. It's really hard to learn how to be uh, authentic, how to be vulnerable, how to lean into those hard spaces. But I think as we see um, ourselves taking those bold steps forward and leaning into vulnerability, that we get to see the fruit of God's blessing in our lives. And actually, in the last six months, I've been um, navigating a new uh, journey because I found out that that diagnosis was incomplete um, in terms of who I am, what I struggle with. Um, I actually got diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder um, just a few months ago and have started walking the journey of finding the right medication, finding the right therapy strategy, all of those things. And the thing that I've really learned in the middle of it is that God is a God of healing, not just in one moment, in one moment of healing, but he is also a God of healing through the journey, that God works healing out in a process, that I think I have learned more in the last five years of my life than I ever would have if God would have just healed me in an instant. I think he's teaching me things. He's showing me things. He's showing me how he's steadfast. He is steadfast to walk with us through the valley. He is the God, not only of the mountains, but also of the valleys and that he has purpose in our journey. Um, something that's been bringing me a lot of comfort recently as I've been thinking about this idea of God being the God of the journey, of God bringing healing in the journey is um, the fact that Jesus, when he was crucified, he was in the grave for three days. And he could have just come back to life immediately, right? He could have just, you know, died and then popped right back up, right? And it would have been just as miraculous. It would have been just as effective. It would have been just as um, impactful to our spirit. However, he didn't. He stayed in the ground for three days. And I think that's a beautiful picture of God bringing victory in the journey because the victory was already won. The second Jesus died, the victory was already won. However, he was teaching us to value the process and that he was with us in the middle of that process. And so those three days for me are just some of the most beautiful three days in the Bible that he was teaching me to walk through the process, to see victory being worked out. And so as victory has been being worked out in me, there are things in my story that aren't bow-tied and beautiful. There are things in my story that are still really hard. There are things in my story where victory is already there, but it's still coming. And I think that's almost more beautiful. I feel like it's valuable to me to see that God is with me. He's given me strength and victory in the moment. And he also is guiding me forward for the victory that he has for me tomorrow. So I think in the last few years of my life, that's been the big thing that he's been teaching me, that even as days are hard, even as moments are hard, even as seasons bring about struggle, we have a God who gives us victory today and he leads us towards victory tomorrow. And so wow. that's been a little bit of what I have been uh, learning about victory recently. That's really good. Thanks, Kelly. Um, yeah. 
In a second, I'd like to pray for you and Caleb, but maybe you could just share with us real quick, just real quick, like what would you say to, to those who are out there right now who, who maybe are struggling with maybe mental illness of some sort or have a child or a family member, someone they care about, um, or someone who just hasn't experienced that, that, that breakthrough in, in, in general? What would you say? Yeah, so I would say that um, vulnerability and authenticity are the scariest places to be, but they seem to be the moments where healing grows out of. So if mental illness is a part of your story, is a part of the story of one of your children, um, someone in your family, stepping into places that are really scary, really vulnerable, um, are moments where there's just this ability to bring about empathy, to bring about grace, to give people the space to struggle. Because one of the things we know about our good God is that he has saved us so that we are free to struggle, right? We're not struggling for freedom anymore, but as life comes and we have struggles along the way, we know that our freedom is already purchased. So if you are struggling with mental health, move towards healing and know that God is in the process, which means things like therapy, medication, diagnosis, bringing about a team around you. Those are all things that God can use as part of your healing. And I know that because I've seen that in my own life. I think walking the journey of mental illness requires a lot of empathy, a lot of patience, a lot of grace, and a lot of willingness to look at where you are and say, man, life is really hard today, but there is hope for tomorrow. Um, be faithful, be steadfast for those in your life that do have mental illness, and be encouraging. <laughs> Remind them that there is strength from the Father for today, but there is also a bright hope for tomorrow that we can walk into. Um, and if you ever want to talk about <laughs> mental health, mental illness, um, and strategies for support for those in your life, I'm always uh, willing. It's one of my favorite things to talk about, so <laughs> you can come find me. But um, just know that God's healing is in the process, even if it's slow, even if it's hard, even if it um, feels like, you know, I think of it like gardening. You don't see the roots that are growing until a few months after the watering has started to work. <laughs> and so with that journey, um, knowing that God is doing a good thing, even if you can't see it quite yet, you can't see the fruit of it quite yet. So. Amen. Yeah. Hey, let's give her another round of applause for sharing. Thanks, Kelly. I'm going to pray for you. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we want to lift up these two, Caleb and Kelly, to you, Lord. Uh, first, we just thank you for um, just what we heard from Caleb, just being obedient to step into hard things, uh, obedience to say yes, uh, even when it's going to cost. Uh, but then we get to hear about how you worked, how you moved, how you blessed, because that was of you, Lord. And so we thank you. Uh, and I just pray that we will be a church that says yes. When you prompt us, we say yes. And so we get to step into everything, the great plan you promise you have for our life. May we be a church that experiences more of that. And I also just want to just <laughs> echo what Kelly said. Lord, help us to be a church of where we are willing to take off our masks and be vulnerable with one another. God, where we're willing to just let you your light shine in us, out of us, God, that we're willing to step into the light ourselves so that we can start experiencing that healing, so that we can start experiencing that freedom that comes in that process that you call us into. And I know there's some out there right now who are waiting on you for something, Lord, hoping in something from you, Lord. And that's good, and that's okay. In fact, I'm going to pray right now for those who need healing. We're going to ask you for healing in Jesus' name. We're going to pray, but you also tell us those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength and will mount up on wings as eagles. So God, help us in the waiting. 
God, help us to be those who wait well. I'd even pray, help us to be those who suffer well. Lord, for your glory and in those moments so that we can draw closer to you, your presence, and learn new things, go deeper in our relationship with you than we ever could have if it weren't for whatever that challenge is in our life. So continue teaching us. May we never stop being a church that learns and use the waiting in our life, Lord, so that we can experience more of your holy, good, life-giving, life-saving presence in our life that leads us to then be a blessing to others. God, we want more of you. Thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church, well, we're going to stand. Let's respond. Let's worship.